Welcome to On Assignment by God, your daily devotional blogcast. From encouragement to instructions and everything in between, listen in on my conversation with God every morning. It's part devotional, part instructional, but mainly a whole lot of coffee, comedy, and conversations with God. You are a part of a community. On Assignment by God. Start the conversation. Let's go. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to another episode of On Assignment by God, the weekly, daily, whenever the Lord tells me to speak, I speak podcast. What's up, you guys? This is your host, Fun Strong. New last name. That's right. I'm still saying new last name because uh, I haven't gotten married yet, (laughs) but it's coming though. Okay. It is coming. I know it's coming. I know that the man that the Lord has for me and me for him, like it's it's going to be all good when it happens and I'm excited about it. But until then, you know what I'm saying? We just going to wait on the Lord and waiting on the Lord does not mean being idle. I know I just went straight into teaching and talking or whatnot. Waiting on the Lord does not mean being idle. It is to refuse to step out of his will to address the situation. That's Psalm 3320. We wait for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. That's just a free one. That's not even what I came on the podcast to talk about. But since I'm coming on for the first time in a long time, I just wanted to let y'all know that, okay? To wait for the Lord is not to be idle. It is to refuse, to refuse to step out of his will to address your situation. So if I was to step out of my situation and address it, then I probably would address it with my flesh. I probably would address it with my feeling, but I am waiting on the Lord. And I hope that you are too. For all of my single ladies and men out there, if you are waiting for the Lord, for that person to come into your life, Listen, let us refuse to step out of his will to be with somebody, okay? If they saying you got to give them a little something, something to, you know, move this thing along, don't do it. Refuse. Refuse to step out of his will to address your singleness, okay? Don't do it. And men too, because it be some women out there saying, hey, 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 let's let's see what you're talking about. Let's see what you're doing. And it may not be sexual. It may be money-wise. It may be like, hey, let me see if you can pay for my, you know, whatever. Like, listen, refuse to step out of God's will to address your situation. Okay? All right, but that's not even what I wanted to talk about. All right? That's not what I wanted to talk about. Today, I heard Holy Spirit say, be stirred, not shaken. Be stirred, not shaken. Oh, I know this is about to be an amazing, amazing episode. And I'm so ready for it. Are you ready for it? If you are, say, I'm ready. (laughs) Let's jump right into it. All right, y'all. So 
today when I was in prayer, in the presence of the Lord, I heard Holy Spirit say, be stirred, not shaken. Now, I know some of y'all are probably like, wait a minute, in the saying, shaken, not stirred, you know, I mean, the enemy, the world, they always gonna twist stuff around. But I heard the Lord say, be stirred, not shaken. And I immediately thought of that old song by the Colorado Mad Squire. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Stir up the guilt. That's probably not the tune, but it's say, stir up the guilt. But anyway, the scripture is in 2 Timothy 1.6. And it says partially, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you. Now, in the song, they say, stir up the gift. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the Lord has given us power. I believe that's what the lyrics say. I could be wrong. But when I was doing my study on scripture for this particular, uh, what I heard the Lord say, it was 2 Timothy 1.6, which says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you. Now, the rest of it says, through the laying on of my hands. And this was Timothy telling them, hey, I'm trying to come out here and remind y'all, stir up the gift of God that's in you. Remember when I laid hands on you? Remember when you got the hands laid on you? And, and, and you got the gift of, you know, gift of God in you? Hey, stir that up. I'm just reminding you to stir that up. And I want to ask you today, have you put yourself in a surrendered prayer posture where you can encounter the hands of the Lord being laid on you? You know what I'm talking about? I'm saying, have you put yourself in a surrendered prayer position? You know what I'm saying? Like you done went to prayer and you done laid yourself out and you said, I surrender all to you, Jesus. Okay, maybe you didn't go into song or whatnot like I just did, but you just said, I'm about to just lay it out right here and surrender so that the Lord can touch me, encounter me with his hands. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, maybe you've never had that happen before. So we're going to do it right now. I want you to repeat after me, say, Lord, Lay your hands on me. Lord, lay your hands on my children. Lord, lay your hands on my spouse. Lord, lay your hands on my nation. Lord, lay your hands on me. See, Timothy is reminding us to stir up the gift of God, which is in us. And see, when we receive salvation, Holy Spirit came to live, dwell in us. Did you know that your body is his holy temple? Like you, he resides up in there. I mean, that's if he resides up in there. I'm not saying he resides up in there, everybody, because I know he doesn't. But if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you've received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, he live up in there. It's his holy temple. That's why in the Bible it says we're supposed to keep keep our bodies you know you know right because the lord live up in there you know what i'm saying like what kind of house is the lord living in for you like what's your house looking like 
I know my house be needing some, you know, some uh 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 extra weight being removed. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to walk. My house need a little bit more exercise going on, right? My house, the house where the Lord dwells, the holy temple. My body is a temple. That's scripture, right? Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. It's where he dwells. He dwells in me. I dwell in him, you know. But back to being stirred. I got stirred this morning. I was praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my heavenly language of tongues. And if you aren't praying in your heavenly language, I invite you to do that. I invite you to receive the benefits of praying in an unknown tongue in your heavenly language. That means only the Lord knows. And you are praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Like you're not doing it yourself. And if you want to learn how to do that or not so much learn how to do it, but yeah, I'm going to say learn because you need to be taught how to do it. And then you need to put it into practice what you've been taught. It, the scripture is Jude one twenty. It says, but you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. When you pray in your heavenly language, which is tongues, you are basically building yourself up. And that's what happened to me this morning. I went into my prayer closet. First of all, I was praying in my bed. I ain't gonna lie. I was in the bed, just laying there praying. And I was like, let me get up. And so I went on into the prayer closet and I just started praying in the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I just started praying in my heavenly language, y'all. And and that's when I got stirred up. I was stirred up. I mean, my tiredness went away. I was ready for the day. I was like, whoa, on fire. I'm talking about lit up, but not just lit up. I was stirred up. Now, Holy Spirit said, be stirred, not shaken. And I knew it was a Bible verse about us not being shaken. It might even be a song for that too. But Proverbs 1030, Amplified Translation says, the consistently righteous will never be shaken, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. The consistently righteous. Oh, y'all, let me tell you something. I just opened up the On Assignment by God community. And one of the main themes of that community is consistency consistency and discipline those are like the two pillars of that community for us to come together as people believers who are on assignment by God and for us to be consistent in our pursuit of him for us to be disciplined in getting our assignments done the things that he's called us to do upon the earth and so Proverbs 10 30 amplified translation says the consistently righteous will never be shaken okay never be shaken so that means we can't just be righteous once or twice or 27 times you know because some people be like well i lived i lived a righteous life i was i was righteous in 99 and i was righteous in 2000 and definitely i was righteous in 2001 you know when the 
when the uh, planes ran into those buildings in New York City, I was definitely righteous then because I was like, man, I am closer to the Lord ever since that. Yeah, yeah no, I'm just playing around. But for real, though, it sometimes takes tragic situations for us to start living right. Sometimes it takes for people to be removed from our lives for us to start living right. But that scripture says the consistently righteous will never be shaken. So that means we must be consistently righteous so that we'll never be shaken. I got a question for you. What has shaken you recently? What has gotten you shaken? Let me, let me say it right. What then shook you up recently? Ask yourself this question. Have I been consistently righteous? Have I? Now, some of you may be like, well, I don't even know what righteous means. Yes, you do. <laughs> like righteousness. We were born into a sensitive world, but God wired righteousness in us. Oh, that's so good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God created us to know when we when we are not going in the right direction. Like there is Holy Spirit will convict us, but there is that knowing already wired in you. You know when you be doing stuff wrong. Know it. Don't don't lie. Come on. Don't lie. You know when you be like, man, I know I should not drink this. Oh, I know I should not go over here. Oh, I know I shouldn't say this to this person, but ooh, you do, 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 do. you know, you say it or, oh, this person got me so mad. And even though you know when you angry, you say dumb stuff, you stay angry and you let the dumb stuff come out of your mouth. You lack self-control, which is the fruit of the spirit. So what does righteous mean? Doing what is right according to the word of God. Yeah. That's what righteous means, doing what is right. I mean, the word, the root word is in, is in there, righteous. Righteous, that means right, doing right. Doing it right. Doing it the way the Lord said do it. Now, you got to read the word to know what he say do. Right? Right. Yeah, that means you have to read the word and you got to know the, what the righteous commands are and what his divine precepts are and basically what it's telling us to do. You know, in Psalm 19, verse 7, it talks about the instructions of the Lord are perfect. The Bible gives us the instructions of the Lord and they're perfect. That means they don't lack anything. Everything we need to know in order to be who God created us to be is revealed in his word and that's why the devil satan tries to keep you from reading your bible or i'm gonna even say being interested in reading your bible some of us we have no interest in reading the word why because every time we've read it it may have confused us and god is not the author of confusion so it shouldn't do that but Maybe it has, or you read it and you fall asleep. It's like, you know, some people say, oh, you, you having trouble going to sleep over your Bible. I mean, it's sad that people even use that as a, a sleep aid. But it says everything that 
Everything that we need to know in order to be who the Lord created us to be is revealed in his word. And so that's why we have to study his word. And the thing is, Jesus, he's the word. You know, when you read John, it says, and the word was God. That the word of God is God. The word was God. You know, let me find it in my Bible. Hold tight. Let me pull it up right quick so that I can read it. So that you can uh, get clear understanding. Let me pull it up. Yeah, I, look at me. I was at the nerd to grab my my actual Bible. But you know, the quickest way for me to pull this up is on my phone and not be flipping pages. So John 1. And I'm going to read it from the Children's Bible, the International Children's Translation, because we are children, okay? Before the world began, there was the Word, and they capitalized the W in Word. The Word was, was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through Him. Nothing was made without Him. You were made, right? Okay, so that means... You didn't get made without him. In him, there was life. That life was light for the people of the world. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overpowered the light. So we see that before the world began, there was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Okay. So that means when we get into his word, when we get into God, we will understand righteousness and what it means to be righteous. So, of course, we got to read his word to know what that means. Now, as I was saying, Psalm 19 talks about the instruction of the Lord and how it's perfect. Like the instructions are exact. You know how you can. You know how y'all uh, parents, y'all know how we've gotten a toy and, and tried to build it. And, and we was like, ah, oh, we don't want to read the instructions. We just look at the picture and think we can put it all together. Even if it's not a toy for a kid, it could be anything you need built. <laughs> you look at the instructions and instead of reading the instructions, you just look at the picture. <laughs> you try to build that thing from the picture and you got pieces left over. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's not how the Bible is, but that is how the approach that we sometimes take, right? We will take the instructions, we'll take the Bible, and we will just take certain verses and we will follow those, but not the entire book of the Bible. Mm. But it says in Psalm 19, verse 7, that the instructions of the Lord are perfect. And it says the instructions of the Lord renews our life. Uh, do you need a life renewal? I mean, some of us have been so shook that you probably like, look, I need to make some changes. I need to do something different. It's, we about to end the first quarter of 2023, and I'm starting to feel like I'm still in 2022 or 2021 or 2020 or 1999, whatever it is. Like, you just feeling like, I need a renewal. Well, the instructions of the Lord renews our life. So that means if we seek out righteous living the way Jesus instructs, we will have a renewed 
life, not just making changes and then going back to how we used to be, you know, six months later, I'm talking about a truly transformed life. And in that chapter of Psalm, Psalm 19, it says that when we do what we're supposed to do, we will get an abundant reward. So y'all, it behooves us. It's very wise of us to obey the Lord's instructions and just stop trying to do what we want to do. Like, let's just stop trying to do what we want to do. Like we keep, we playing hopscotch with the word. We playing hopscotch with the Lord. We like, all right, Lord, I do what you want me to do over here in business because that's going to give me these results. Oh, but you want me to to break up with this person or you want me to be, uh, you want me to not eat this food or you want me to lose weight or you want me to uh, serve over here in the kids ministry or you want me to do this and that. Can we talk about that, Lord? Can we like negotiate? Like, that's what we want to do. We want to hopscotch. We want to be like, okay, I'm both feet in, but then, okay, but for that right there, I'm one foot in, Lord. I'm kind of with you, but I ain't all the way with you. I mean, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I don't, I mean, like, I don't see nothing like super, 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 super wrong with it. You know, like I did ask you for forgiveness every time I did it. But y'all, repentance, true repentance means you turn away from it. Go and sin no more is what the Jesus told the lady when they when the guys was like, hey, she been cheating. She been she been committing adultery. We caught her in that. You know, the guys, they brought the woman. First of all, I've always wanted to know, how did they know she was committing adultery? Was you there? You had to have been there to bring the lady to Jesus and was like, look at her. She committing adultery, right? You putting the lady on blast. But then Jesus, he didn't even look up. He was writing in the sand or whatever. He was just like, he who he who with he who is without sin cast the first thought. Like, if you ain't never done that, throw a, you could throw a rock at the lady. Nobody could throw a rock at the lady because we we all have sinned and fallen short, right? But Jesus came so that we could have eternal life. But they could not throw a stone at the woman, right? No, they couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't do it. But when they when they left out, when they nobody could throw a rock and they just walked out looking crazy, then Jesus said to the woman, go and sin no more. He basically was like, hey, you got caught up in this adulterous thing, right? They can't throw no stones at you. Oh, wait, they can't shake you. They can't shake you because they themselves have sinned. But what I'm saying to you is go and sin no more. You done got caught. Go and sin no more. That's what he said to the woman that had committed adultery. Right? Don't do it anymore. So that's what a real repentant life looks like. We're not out there saying, Lord, forgive me. And I'm just speaking from experience because I used to be like that. I used to be like, oh, Lord, I promise I ain't going to do Let me tell you something. Your tears don't mean nothing, okay? You can be emotional and crying and snotting and all that. But then if you get up and do the same thing over and over again, it's like, who you think are you making a fool out of? 
you're not making a fool out of God. You're not. Like, his grace is sufficient, but it ain't stupid. <laughs> Woo-wee, come on. His grace is sufficient, right? He gives us grace. But his grace ain't, like, he patient with us. And I'm so thankful that he is, but come on now. He know your heart. He knows your heart. He knows if you just like a, you just saying, Lord, forgive me. And you crying fake tears and stuff. And then you go right back out there and do the same thing. He see that. He already know you ain't real. You didn't, you didn't repent for real. Cause you didn't turn away from it. So I encourage you. If you out here doing some stuff, it, Hey, it ain't nothing that you've done. Nothing that you've done that could keep him from loving you. And it ain't nothing that you have done that you can't be forgiven for. But the thing is, once you get that conviction and know, I got to do something different. I can't keep doing this. Then you have to say, Lord, I repent. Forgive me for this sin. And then you have to turn away from that thing. Like, get away from it. Okay? That's what you got to do. So now. It says, when we follow the instructions of the Lord, our life is right. So my question is, who are you getting your instructions from? Who? Who are you consulting? Like, who? Because let me tell you this. If they aren't following the Lord's instructions in their life, and you see evidence of it. You see them not following the Lord's instruction. Then that's not who you should be consulting or getting advice from. Okay. Now I'm about to go here. I'm about to go somewhere. And you riding with me, right? You rocking with me. But you probably want to bail out. You might want to get put your hand on the, on the little button that make you pop out of the car. You know, because this might get too heavy for you right here. What I'm about to say. We have to stop following people who we traditionally have given the title of hero to, okay? If it's not Jesus, I, I don't know who, who it could be, right? It can't be nobody else. We have got to stop following people, including parents. And I know, shout out to my parents. They did the best job they could, and they're still here, and I'm grateful for them. But we can't be following parents or people who we have traditionally given this title of hero to just because of who they are to us. If your daddy, your granddaddy, your mama, your grandma, your mentor doesn't follow the instructions of the Lord and they may seemingly have success in life, I don't care. They are not the person that you are supposed to be following or consulting. Stop going to your mama for a consultation, for advice, and your mama don't follow the Lord. Stop going to your daddy because that's my hero. My dad is my hero. He's my idol. What? He's your what? Idol? <laughs> Wait a minute. First of all, we ain't supposed to have no idols. So if you telling me your daddy is your idol, I'm going to be like, Wait a minute. No. Can't be, right? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you've made him Lord of your life, he's Lord. He, he's your boss, right? It's okay for, 
parents to tell us certain things. But what I'm saying is we should be following only people who follow the instructions of the Lord. Okay? Because see, what you don't know is that person that you following that's not following the Lord, they shaking. Yeah, yeah. They over there shook. Yeah, when they not around you, they're shook. When they're not around you, they they trying to figure stuff out, but they're not talking to the Lord about it. They trying to figure it out in their own strength. They trying to do it themselves. You know, like they're not following the Lord. But you over there asking them for advice. You over there asking them to consult you on such a thing. Listen, you better be consulting people that not only follow the Lord, but obey the Lord. Not only follow and obey, but fear the Lord. Like a reverential fear of the Lord. That's who you want to be following, okay? I'll be out here following people and that you don't even know they struggle. You don't even know they struggle until it finally comes out. And sometimes the Lord has to reveal it to you so you can be like, oh, shoot. I've been following the wrong person. I'm over here following. Shoot. <laughs> I was going to make up a name. I'm over here following Sugar Ray. Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> I'm over here following this Sugar person, and I should not be following them. They shaking. They shaking. And, but the word says, when you live righteous, you won't be shook. The righteous will never be shaken. And so don't be following people who shook. People be pause. Ooh, that 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 right there shook me. Okay, then make sure you don't follow them for nothing. <laughs> oh, but okay, y'all. Let me wrap this up. Let me just say this: We should always ask Holy Spirit. Okay, we should always consult with Holy Spirit. He is there as our guide. He is there as our comforter. He's there as our advocate. He's there as our helper. He is the helper. Remember when Jesus told the disciples, he was like, hey, I got to go. But when I go, just know that the helper is coming. And that's Holy Spirit. He is our helper. So today, I just want to encourage you to be stirred, stirred, not shaken. Be stirred up in the gift that the Lord has given you and know that no matter what comes your way, when your life is lived righteously, when you live a righteous life, okay, nothing, and I mean nothing, shake you. Now, I want to know, what did Holy Spirit say to you in your conversation with him this morning? Or this evening or this afternoon, whenever you talk to him, what did Holy Spirit say in your conversation? All right, y'all, that is a wrap for today's episode. Hey, I thank you guys so much for being a part of the On Assignment by God community. Yes. And matter of fact, speaking of the On Assignment by God community, guess what? 
I have finally obeyed the Lord and brought everybody together. Well, I would say we're in the process of bringing everybody together. So if you're a part of my email community, you're part of the text community, you're a part of the podcast, YouTube, however you're listening to this, if you're hearing my voice right now, I'd love to invite you to be a part of the On Assignment by God online community. How can you do that? You can go to onassignmentbygod.online, onassignmentbygod.online, and that's going to take you to our free community. I'm super excited to be bringing everybody together. The Lord said I basically was not stewarding my community very well. You know, he gave me uh, a little bit of a not really a rebuke, but more of a like, hey, let's bring everybody together so that we can all be on one accord and be on assignment by God. Amen. So if you would like to be a part of our free community, the On Assignment by God community, go to onassignmentbygod.online. That's onassignmentbygod.online. Now I'm going to tell you, if you go to onassignmentbygod.com, you're going to go to the blog <laughs> you're going to go to the block. You're not going to be led to the community. Okay. So I need you to go to on assignment by online. That's on assignment by online. And if you've been a part of our text community, you've been a part of our email community. Now the email community will still be around, but if you've been a part of the text community, I just want you to know it is going away. It is going away after March 31st, 2023. So no matter when you're listening to this, Um, It could be 10 years from now, but just know that the text community is going away March 31st, 2023. So if you want to stay connected to everything we're doing here at On Assignment by God, I want you to join our free community on assignmentbygod.online, on assignmentbygod.online. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode, you guys. I'm so excited to be connecting with many of you in the new community. There's rooms set up there, like different atmospheres have been set up for businesses and writers and prayer warriors or people that want to learn how to pray and war in the spirit. Like there's different rooms set up, but basically it's a place for all of us to be able to come together and be able to connect with one another, love on one another, support one another, encourage one another, and mainly make sure that we are on assignment by God. And so until next time, guys, I'll see you over in the On Assignment by God community. 